I don't feel like I should tell the details of the story, actually, but I can give you a sketch of what was going on. Um, basically, what was happening is a friend of mine was sending messages to non-core students. This friend of mine was a core student. Um, and, and we might call this um, overzealous, overzealous to recruit other people into the course. We all know that kind of um, eagerness that can sometimes come over us. So this person was um, sending messages to people who um, were not core students. And, and what this friend did actually was get access to my Yahoo um, addresses and was sending messages to everyone in my Yahoo book and some of these people were people I used to work with. Some of them were relatives. And to be honest, this is, I had only, um, I had left my job in June of 2005. This is January of 2006. So this is less than a year from the time that I left my job and um, moved to North Carolina. And now I'm hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit and I'm writing NTI. And to be honest, some of my friends um, at that point and some of my relatives at that point, although they wanted to trust me, were actually still quite nervous um, about what I was doing. And a few had the idea in their mind that I was getting caught up in some kind of a cult. So they had this uh, fear filter in their mind anyway. And when my friend um, got access to my Yahoo address book and started emailing all of them, uh, what happened was this seemed to um, light that fear in them even more uh, because now they thought someone was also trying to recruit them into the cult. <laughs> so what I did was I asked my friend, the one who was emailing them, um, to not email people in my address book, A, but B, um, when, when he received a response from them saying they were not interested, he had a response that he sent back. And it was a pretty strongly worded response um, about their rejection of the course. So I asked him to change that, to, to, to reword what he was saying to them so that they would not be so afraid. Um, and this is what I was afraid of. I had sent him an email asking him not to email people in my address book and then also suggesting that he change, their change his response to them when they showed lack of interest in his first message. And um, I was afraid that he would come back and be very, very angry at me. So this is what I meant by the not-so-silent war. So I really, did think, I really did think I knew what was in everyone's best interest. I thought the best thing would be to... Um, get my friend to either, you know, not email them at all or at least have a gentler, more friendly message that wasn't scaring my friends and relatives into thinking I was in a cult. Um, this is what I was after, uh, and I thought I knew best. I did. So now that the story has come into to my memory, let's look at this again. Okay, so Holy Spirit says, all identification with personal must be let go. You are beginning to see a conflict between what you think is best and what someone else may insist upon. This is a situation of perceived control. You believe that getting your way will protect others and is an act of love. 
Okay, now here's where Holy Spirit corrects me. Listen to this. But as long as you perceive potential conflict, a you and others, you cannot be acting out of love. Did you hear that? If I am perceiving a potential conflict, if I am perceiving a me, a, a friend who's creating a problem, other friends who are in fear, all of this separation going on in my mind, if that is my perception, I am not acting out of love. This is what Holy Spirit is telling me. I think I'm acting out of love, but actually I'm just as much an ego as everybody else. <laughs> I'm judging my friend. I'm, you know, I'm fearful about my other friend's fear. I'm trying to save the day. Um, I'm totally in ego. And if I'm totally in ego, I cannot be acting out of love. This is what Holy Spirit wants to point out to me. So again, you believe that getting your way will protect others and is an act of love. But as long as you perceive potential conflict, a you and others, you cannot be acting out of love. You are acting out of fear. And I got that the second Holy Spirit said that, which is why reading the sentence again brought the story back to me. That was very, very meaningful. What I saw in that moment that I had not seen before is that my perception was very wrong. Um, I was perceiving through the filter of ego, and I had no idea um, what was in the best interest here because I was completely confused. And in fact, you can see when I come back and speak to Holy Spirit again, you can see that I got it. I said, yes, I see that. When I think of things staying as they are in this situation, I am fearful. I am fearful of giving up control, and I am fearful of losing face. Is there anything else that I need to be in touch with? So Holy Spirit has now got me in touch with the fact that I am completely in ego. Completely in ego. And so I really don't know what to do. And in fact, if we go back to the previous message and the previous advice, this is a time when I should be doing nothing. <laughs> this is a time for me now to stay on the sofa and let go of these feelings. If I look in my mind now, I might find an awful lot of grievance towards the friend that did the emailing. Um, I might also find... Um, you know, an awful lot of fear about what my friends and family, not only about what they're feeling, but what they're thinking about me and what I, you know, what I have gotten myself into. These are those feelings of darkness that the Holy Spirit talked about in The Ego is Not the Devil. And whenever the feelings of darkness are upon me, the instruction is to do nothing but focus on letting go of the ego. So this is not a time for me to be listening to the advice of the ego in my mind. The advice of the ego in my mind, by the way, I'd already taken the advice, <laughs> but the advice of the ego in my mind was to email the friend, ask him to stop emailing my other friends, to ask him to use a more gentle response when they come back saying they're not interested. Um, I was listening to ego when I did that. When I took that action of defending my friends, remember, if I defend myself, I am attacked. 
It's the same if I'm defending my friends. When I took that action, I was listening to ego. If I had seen clearly that I was an ego earlier, I would not have taken that action of emailing my friend. I would not have taken that action of giving him advice on what to do. Instead, I would have stayed on the sofa and I would have looked at my own fear and I would have let go of my own fear and I would have waited until I returned to a state of mind that was peace and clarity before I did anything and then I would do what I was guided to do. But this, of course, is a time when I didn't see my own fear. I didn't recognize my own fear. And so I did listen to the ego and I did um, follow its advice thinking it was the right thing to do. So you can see how we need to be very, very on our toes. We need to be very in touch with our feelings. If we really want to realize self, then the other side of that coin is we have to realize we're not the ego. You know, we have to realize we're not the ego. And those are easy words. It's easy to say, I am not the ego. <laughs> but in true realization of realizing we are not the ego, it means we don't listen to it. The reason we listen to the ego is we think that is us. When my mind was telling me that this friend was wrong in what he was doing, that he was scaring everyone else, I needed to email him and talk to him, I thought I was listening to myself. I thought I was listening to my better judgment. I did not realize I was listening to a false self, to ego. And the only way to know myself would be not to listen to it, not to take its advice. I do realize that now. And the best way to tell that we're in ego is by checking our feelings. If I had checked it all, I would have noticed the grievance, the judgment, the fear. And I would have known I was an ego. It's not hard to discern ego. Not usually. Occasionally it can be confusing. But not usually. It's not hard to discern ego. It's just a matter of having that mindset that that is what we want. That mindset that I do not want to listen to ego. And when I'm in ego, what I do instead is nothing except focus on letting go of it. We have to have that desire. So, again, I, 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 I saw my error. I saw my error. And so I asked Holy Spirit, I said, yes, yes, I see. You're completely right. Um, I see my error. And then I said, is there anything else that I need to be in touch with? And Holy Spirit said, your desire to protect these others is a mask over your desire to protect yourself, which gives you the face of innocence and makes your brother guilty of poor judgment and desire to control. Now, it's funny because what we have just very clearly seen <laughs> is that I wanted to control the situation and make it what I thought it would be, that I thought I was using my best judgment when, in fact, it turned out to be poor judgment because it was ego judgment, and now that I've seen that about myself, Holy Spirit is showing me that another part of what I'm doing is taking all of that, my desire to control, and my poor judgment, and the belief in guilt over that poor judgment, and projecting it all onto my brother, my friend, the one who made the emails. This lets me look like the innocent good one. He's the bad one. Of course, it fully maintains the idea of separation. 
But Holy Spirit is showing me now, not only am I an ego, but how I am projecting onto my brother. I'm projecting everything that I am feeling onto him. And again, I saw that that was true. And I said, yes, I see. So all there is for me to do is to take myself out of it as a seemingly separate will. I need to let go of my fears and my desires concerning the situation. It needs to be completely meaningless to me, or I am using it to hold on to myself as a seeming separate identity. And Holy Spirit said, if you are not at peace, this is a wonderful forgiveness opportunity right now. So he's reminding me of the single quiet thought that, that came the same day. <laughs> or maybe this is, this is the single quiet thought simultaneously. Maybe it's um, the single quiet thought coming as the answer. If you are not at peace, this is a wonderful forgiveness opportunity right now. Seize the opportunity. So again, it's that same message. Um, if I am not at peace, this is actually a time to stay on the sofa, um, which is the metaphor I'm using for do nothing. This is a time to do nothing but let go of ego. When I am at peace and I'm in the flow, do whatever I feel guided to do. Now, in this particular case, um, for the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey would say, once I recognized that my involvement was ego, I chose not to be involved. As I said here, I chose to take myself out of it and just let go of my fears, let go of my worries about what my friends would think, let go of my fears about their fears, let go of my judgments against my brother for, for you know, trying to get people to think like him, to join his thought system. <laughs> um, and I, and I did. I stepped back, and literally within about a day, the whole thing just died down. It just naturally died down. There, there's not even really an end to this story. I, I can't even tell you what happened. I can just tell you I quit getting frantic emails from my friends that were afraid I'd joined a cult, and, um, and I just went on. I don't even know the end of the story. There is no real end other than um, you know the whole thing just kind of blew over. <laughs> 